0: Hello and welcome to my new podcast, A Woman's Success. My name is Wynne and thank you for joining me. Over the years, I have spoken with several women, separated, divorced, and single mothers, who have gone through enormous struggles and difficulties in varying seasons of their lives. This pandemic, however, Has brought to the forefront the magnitude of the challenges that we are facing with finances, parenting, and social restraints. Knowing that some women may have gone through similar situations and are willing to be open and honest about sharing their successes and failures can help others go through this process. I have found that there is a need for women to hear from other women. I am hoping that this platform can allow us to uplift each other, bring encouragement, positivity and healing. We women are nurturers and sometimes we forget that we too need to be loved, we need to have our needs met and we need to be nurtured. So our mental health, emotional, spiritual well-being needs to help in finding the strengths to redefine, reorganize, and realign with the new direction our lives are going in. This I feel, that when women in doing so are are able to identify their strengths, which can empower them to do great things. So today, I want to introduce my guest, who's going to tell you a little bit about her story. Okay. So today we have a special guest and this is a young lady that is going through some of the similar situations that we've been, that I've discussed and that I've brought to your attention that young women are going through, whether they're divorced, separated or single moms. I'm going to let her tell you her story. She's presently going through this. This is not her past, this is her present, and she's gonna tell you in her words, her story. And then we can ask her some questions later. So I wanna welcome Nyree to our show today.
1: I'm so happy to be here today um, to share my story and I'm hoping that I can um, help or enlighten anyone that is going through the same situation I'm going through. Um, I'm 46 years old, I'm a mother of four, Um, I have been married for 13 years. Um, Abruptly, my marriage ended in 2018 when my husband decided to abandon us and leave us and um, move to Florida. Uh, He has been gone for two years, Um, started two new relationships. Um, Now he has a whole nother family. Um, he had a baby in July, um, and he doesn't support us financially, emotionally, or anything like that. Um, I filed for divorce a couple months ago, which has been stressful in itself, um, I have had no contact with him since I found out that he has a whole nother family. Um, He has no contact with our girls. Um, He doesn't support them in any kind of way. Uh, To say the least, it's been very stressful. I've been depressed. Um, I'm actually in therapy. Um, I finally got up the courage to file for divorce because at one point I was hopeful that we would Get back together, even though I noticed knew this was a toxic situation even before he left. Uh, so yeah, in July fifteenth is the day that I filed for divorce, got a lawyer. Um, he was served on September second. Um, he had thirty five days to respond to that summons, and he has not responded as of yet. And that was forty five days. So now I'm at another stress level because I spoke to my lawyer on Friday, and he stated that I might have to do a default divorce, and my kids might not get anything. <laughs> so that's my story.
0: Okay, so you um, so you mentioned uh, a default divorce did he explain exactly
1: what is a default divorce so a default divorce is that i be granted the divorce by default because he didn't um comply with answering the summons so that means i will be granted the granted the divorce but the financial uh financial situation would have to come at a later time, meaning that they would have to file a motion for me to try to get child support and alimony. And because he did not comply with signing the um, summons, the alimony would be a true.
0: How is that? How how is that? Um, how is that going to affect you financially um, if, um, say, he does not? you're not, you have to file a default divorce and then you have to somehow um, just utilize your finances um, because I imagine that that can be very difficult. Um, How is that going to affect you on that financial level if you're not able to get that assistance with the child support that you definitely need?
1: Um, I'll just have to still work two jobs which I don't want to do because my health is not the best. Um, But I have to do what I have to do for my kids. I will continue having to work two jobs.
0: Right. Um, uh, How are the kids, um, how are they feeling about the situation? How are they being affected,
1: um, you know, Um,
0: emotional-wise, mental-wise?
1: They're hurt. Um, They feel like their father doesn't love them they feel like their father has uh, became a stranger to them, that they don't know this man anymore because for the 12 years and but nine years, my two girls, one of my girls are 14 and one is 11, but he left when the little one was nine and the other one was 12. So that's, they, that's all they knew was their dad. And he, and I just, I don't want to bash him, but he was a good father. Um, I don't know what happened once he left the Florida. He just changed. I know our relationship wasn't the best, like as husband and wife, but far as him being a father, he was a very good father. he was active, he was present um he was emotional uh there for them mm-hmm. and physically there um for him to do this now, it's been very emotional for my girls um All I can do is try to be the best mom that I can be. I have to constantly pick up the pieces of the things that he broke with inside of them, um, encouraging them that I love them and I'm here for them, and just constantly reminding them that even though he's not here, he still loves them. Right, right. So um, what are you doing to help
0: them? You know, I know that you're getting, you're getting, you know, you're, you're talking to someone, you're going through some therapy. What are you doing as far as therapy wise? Uh, are they open to that? Do you think that?
1: Yes. I we yes. I already spoke to my girls about getting therapy. Um, I'm actually going to have them in the same group that I use, but not my therapist, a different therapist. Um, so that's in the works too. Mm-hmm. But I have to find like a good schedule for them because, you know, all the kids are doing remote school right now. So um, it would have to be like on a Friday night or something like that, that they are able to get the therapy they need. Because I really feel that it's important that um, our kids get to talk it out because sometimes uh being a parent they be reluctant to tell parent things but i feel like cuz they don't want to be judged or they don't want a reaction they want somebody that you know is biased that doesn't
0: absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and sometimes they person. they're more open to an out, outside person too rather than right. a parent mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i
1: just cuz i want my kids to have the opportunity that i didn't have like I didn't have an opportunity to have a therapist and talk things out without being it thrown up in my face or you know right damaging me now, so yeah right. so I want them to have I want to be the mom that has the tools and the knowledge and the education to help right. my kids mhm-
0: yeah. mhm so you're you're utilizing some of the 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 tools or some of the things that you were learning during your process of um, the therapy to help you work through some of the things that might come up with your children. Right. And how is that working? Is that a helpful, is that a helpful tool? Those are helpful tools that you're, that you're getting out of that, that that is helping you with the kids. How is that working for you?
1: Uh, It's, it's difficult um, to say the least because I, have suppressed so many things in my life. And now that I'm getting them to the forefront, I'm able to recognize like, oh, this is why I do this, or this is why I act this way, or this is why I feel this way, or this is the why I talk the way I talk. Um, getting those feelings to the forefront and working through them is definitely a plus on the way I handle my right. children. Right, I'm more compassionate. I'm less judgmental with my kids instead of talking at them, we have actually have a conversation. Um, and it's an honest conversation. Mom, I'm feeling right. this way. Right. Um, instead of arguing, being argumentative with them, okay, you feeling this way. I'm talking to them. Why do you feel this way? How can I help you get through this instead of be like, Oh, you'll be all right. Sit down. like mm-hmm. dismissing their feelings basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: So is that improving your relationship, you think, that's making you guys get closer emotionally? You know, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. We're very, well, we were already close anyway because um, I'm just that type of person and my kids, I've always been open with my kids anyway. Mm
0: -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got to um, the separation prior to him moving away, what, what do you think, um, brought you guys to that or what happened prior to that? Could you give us a little bit of, of, of what you think happened prior to that?
1: Um, so we were married for 13 years, which we're still married. Um, it was abusive, mentally abusive relationship, very toxic, um, my ex is a narcissistic, manipulative person. Um, he cheated on me for years. Uh, it started actually the cheating. The lion started when we kind of first got together, but it was like little lies, red flags that I put to the side because I'm like, you know, I, I, I I was liking him. Um, he was saying everything I wanted to hear. He was treating me the way he, I wanted to be treated. Um, which is a trait of a narcissistic person. It's called love bombing. Um, and that's what he was doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I had got out of a, a, another toxic relationship. So um, by him treating me the way I want to be treated and talking to me the way I want to be treated, I just ran with it. Um, he be, lied about the dumbest things, <laughs> stupidest things. Um, but I would get mad and I would argue with him about it and we'll he'll do something nice and we'll go right back to like it never happened. Um, the cheating started when I was pregnant with my last daughter. It probably started before that, but I didn't find out about it. Um, I was pregnant with my last daughter. Uh, we was having problems. He was staying out all night and I made the choice to for us to separate a little while because I didn't want to lose my baby um, because I was under a lot of stress and I was at high risk. Uh, so he took that as a free fall, and um, he started dating this woman. It had to be like June of two thousand and nine. He started dating this woman. I had no clue that he was dating this woman. Um, but I knew he was doing something. I just couldn't find out who it was or whatever. So when I was going in um, a week before I went to labor with my daughter. He decided to move back home and so he can be there for the birth of his daughter. Um, I had the baby, I was home I mean, like a couple of weeks. We took the baby out to go get pictures, da, 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 the family thing. Um, he was acting strange. Uh, so me being the person that I am, uh, when you see, you shall find type of thing. I went through his phone and I found the text between him and the woman saying he missed her, all this stuff. So I called the girl, the girl told me they'd been in a relationship for the whole summer that um, she had no clue that he was married, um, that he had a, even another baby on the way. Um, yeah, they had a whole relationship. That was that instance. Um, I was so destroyed and so weak. <laughs> I was so hurt and devastated, Um, but I didn't want to give up on my marriage because I was feeling like I have these four kids. um, I'm not going to be able to do it by myself. And that right there opened the door for all the disrespect that I've gotten through my Mm -hmm. marriage because I didn't walk away from it that instance. He knew that he had me. So it continued. It would stop for a little while and would continue. And we'll just keep repeating the same cycle all over again, all over again, all over again. And so I just couldn't take it anymore. And um, in 2015, I was like, that's it. We're going to separate and probably file for divorce. So he wound up abandoned us then he hurried up and got an apartment and moved out and left me and my four kids in the apartment Um, we wound up finding an apartment though because we was renting a house at the time and um, he knew that I could not afford that house by myself but he didn't care he just hurried up and moved out and um, left us came back when I was about to move help us move narcissistic things Um, I got this apartment, but I still wasn't ready to give up on my marriage. I know it sounds crazy and I know it sounds really, but I didn't love myself enough to know that I can make it on my own like I'm doing now. But anyway, so we continued to do the back and forth thing. The toxicity was still there. We were still arguing, still fighting, but we were still trying to be the family thing for do the family thing for my younger girls, which, by the way, that's their father, not my other two right oldest right. kid's father um then finally um he wanted to work it out so he was trying to work it out but my heart wasn't in it um and I had met somebody else and then um that's when it went haywire from there um he started trying to be physically abusive um Then I guess he couldn't take it anymore. And he just moved to Florida and he was like, you know, calling me all these names. Um then he just left us.
0: So so I I'm presuming that you during the process that you're going through right now of speaking with a therapist and learning and understanding why you do the things you do is 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 this you're now finding out the therapy is helping you to find out what your history has been and why you've repeated those things or did you have an idea prior to the therapy that this might be um, a negative for you that this might be something that you need to work on did you see it then or are you seeing it now because of the therapy that you're going through
1: Okay, so I kind of knew, because I'm like, why do I keep picking the same men? But I didn't know where the root of it was coming from. Um, So to, I'm saying that to say this, like, when me and my husband separated in 2018, he left us, I haven't started another relationship with anyone. Not a texting, not a calling, not romantically, not intimate I knew that I needed a break to figure out why I keep picking the same men and a different body and a different face. As far as me going to therapy, that has helped me recognize why I keep picking the same men. And and it stemmed from my childhood actually. I found that out too. Like a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions that I was suppressing was able to come to the forefront by talking to my. Okay.
0: Okay. So, um, and realizing that a lot of it has come from your childhood. That's one of the things that we can probably touch on. Um, I don't, that's a whole nother level of um what sometimes causes us to go through some of the things that we are going through. And that can be a whole conversation in itself. So um, we we definitely can discuss that at a later time, um, if you're open to that. But um, now that you are moving forward, and and you're working towards the um, making yourself better before you get back out there, what are some of the strengths that you've learned during the process that you have, because, um, with, with, with the podcast, what I'm, I'm hoping that we will be able, we, as women will be able to determine is that we don't necessarily have to depend on anyone. We have our strengths and weaknesses, all of us do. Mm. Um, and if we are able to identify what our strengths are, we can use those strengths to better improve ourselves, our families, our mm. lives, and work on our weaknesses. Um, not not focusing fully on the weaknesses because we all have them, but working on the weaknesses uh, while we hang on to the strengths that we have and build on those. So, mm. what are what are some of the strengths that you found during this process that y- you have? And that you're, working to, that you're working on holding on to while you work on um, bettering or improving those weaknesses that you have. Because you have to have something to hold on to and look forward to that you see within yourself while you work on the weaknesses that, that you've discussed and, and that has been brought up in the conversation just now. So what are some of those strengths that you find that you have that, that you are, you know, positive? that brings positivity to your life and your children's life?
1: Um, that I'm a person that um, per- perseveres, um, that I'm resilient and I don't give up. Um I mean that, you know, I do fall down, believe me. I have my moments where I just in a sunken place for a minute, but then I realize, like, it's not all about me, uh, it's about my kids. So my kids actually add to that strength as well because I know they're looking at me. So I can't stay down for so long. I have to get up. Um, But I've always been that type of person anyway, um, that I'm the type of person, okay, this happened to me. I'm I'm a type of person that processes my emotions. And then once I get out of that, I have a game plan. Okay, I need to do this, do that, do that to get to... Where I need to be at. Um, I, I I really like my strength is like not giving up. That's one of my my biggest strengths. Um, far as my weaknesses go, it's that I kind of self sabotage myself because I let what another person does that's not even on my my level or That's low vibrational. uh, Their vibration. You know. I let their vibe. Affect me. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I lose. Who I am. And. Mm -hmm. What I'm about. I know I'm this certain kind of woman. I know that I. Put forth this. But I also. Let somebody. Suck that out of me. Trying to. Go to their level. As they're not where I'm at mm-hmm. basically trying to please a person right
0: right
1: or a, a broken per- that a, a person that's not even whole
0: mm-hmm. so 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 and, and that's absolutely that's absolutely true that's absolutely um 100% true uh, I mean I've also seen that um in, in in my history and in my in my past but as you're able to identify those type of individuals, okay that tends to look at the glass half empty um, mm-hmm. as opposed to being half full, and then when you're striving to make those moves to strengthen yourself and to move forward, they'd like to keep you kind of where they are, has you identified those individuals? How are you putting into practice some of the things that you know that in the past has hampered you? How are you putting that into practice now so that going forward, it doesn't hold you back or it doesn't cause you to go back into that place that is not good for you?
1: So first and foremost, I take accountability for myself. Um, I know what part I play. In that situation, um, I recognize uh, people's BS now because before they would say something or do something, a gesture, and it would make me, I already knew that they wasn't about nothing, but I would put it to the back burner. And basically, I leave those people right where they're at. Mm-hmm. I cut myself off completely mm-hmm. because I cannot allow that in my life anymore, someone hindering me from where I need to go. Mm -hmm. and who I need to be for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, it really all starts with um, self-love. And that's my main focus now. Self-love, self-awareness.
0: Talking about what we've just mentioned, how do you feel then? Because I'm presuming that you're mostly now dealing with your situation alone. Because we need a long time. Women, we are nurturers and we nurture everyone else. But we talk about, in talking about the self-love, we don't always love ourselves enough or we don't always give ourselves the love that we need or realize that we need that love from others because we're always nurturing and we don't Mm -hmm. always get it back in return. So with everything that's going on with you right now, I'm sure that you've been alone a whole lot, but how are you working on... Um finding that self-love of, aside from the therapy, how are you working on loving yourself? How are you working on giving yourself some nurturing? Because if there's no one else there to nurture you, you have to find it within yourself to pull it from somewhere. So how are you yeah. going about doing that? Um, um, so
1: I do I do a lot of reading. I also um have been doing um affirmations for myself. Um, I journal sometimes when I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling. That helps me a lot too. Um, I put on music. Uh, I give myself a facial. Uh, I have a long time. I go for walks sometimes just to clear my head. Sometimes talk to myself, whatever that works. Um, I I also listen, I stop listening to a lot of music that, um, doesn't serve me like you know a lot of explicit stuff I don't listen to that no more I kind of just stick to like podcasts I listen to a lot of um uplifting women podcasts I um join groups that have women that's going through the same situation that I'm going through and it's amazing um how many women are in the same situation that I'm in absolutely and I also hear stories about, oh, after I realized that I was in this situation, I did my self-help, I uh, got therapy, and this, they were able to find spouses or um, companions that were totally different from what they came from, which you know, I think is amazing because me personally, I just feel like I can't I, I don't know how I would be if I started dating again. And that scares me because of course I don't want to be alone.
0: Right.
1: Um, but I do realize that in this whole thing that I've been going through is that I don't need a man. I want one. I'm not going to block my blessings, but I don't need one.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So it seems as though you've got a good focus. It seems as though you have a good focus in that. And, 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 And it is great that you're able to pull strength from and courage from listening to women that have gone through or is going through similar situation and realizing that there are some successful stories out there that even though they've gone through these things, that they've come out... At the end, and positively successful, whether it is successful in another relationship or successful on their own or in business, um, that you, it doesn't end here. It doesn't have to end here. You don't have to stay here. You just have to work on yourself and mm-hmm. get through it. And I, and one of the things that, um, and here you say that, and you say you cut yourself off from certain music. Um what about your spiritual well-being and how does that play or is pe- playing a part in helping you through this process because i'm assuming that if you've cut certain things out of your life you've added certain things in your life and is that one of the things that you find that you can draw on um that's helping you through this difficult time
1: yes um um, I got to say that it's, uh, it's uh a you process, meaning that it could be, it, it, it is lonely at times. Um, but I know this chapter of my life is necessary. Um, so yeah, by me cutting certain people off that didn't serve me, um, I try not to be, I don't be around anybody that's negative. Um, I try to surround my With people that's on the same path as me. I don't know if I mentioned before, but I'm back in school to be a nurse. So I surround myself with people um, that is on that level, like trying to better themselves, not trying to stay in the same situation that they've been in in the same time. Like in a situation that you keep getting the same result. (laughs) Something has to change. And I try not to be around a person that says, oh this is the way I'm like this because it is like they don't want to change. They don't want to take accountability. Like, no, I play a part. I'm in charge of my life. I need to change things in my life to make it better. Um, Cause I used to be that type of person where it used to be like, no, it's everybody's fault. That's why I can't get ahead because it's everybody. But no, I, you have to start taking accountability for yourself.
0: Right.
1: You can't keep right. doing the same thing and get, and thinking that you're going to get a different result, and that comes from, that's in business, that's in relationships, and that's in yourself.
0: Absolutely, you just totally, can. totally agree. Um, and and that's one of the biggest steps I find that um, is like a a, a jumping board um, off for you to start going towards the positives in your life. And so, um, do you listen to now, do you listen to spiritual music? Do you read the Bible? Do you read spiritual, um, um, af- bringing spiritual affirmations in or books that you read on a regular basis? Is this something that you've incorporated also with some of the other things that you are doing?
1: Of course, um, I do read the Bible. Um, I'm not a, a big Bible reader, but I do read it. Um, I read scriptures. I also listen to spiritual podcasts, um spiritual um music actually i do listen to a podcast um every day that's um a spiritual one uh i started listening to her about a year ago and that's been helping me too and she also has a podcast and she also has a youtube channel so i listen to that um i think that's spiritual uh healing is very good in your long time too because sometimes you have to be at the bottom to see who's at the bottom and God is always there. That's a big thing for me. Um, you know, even on my way to work, I say my look. I talk to God, like I'm just talking to one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, look, God, this is what I'm going through today. And this is how I'm feeling, this or whatever. So I really think that is a part of. success, yeah. and you're
0: working on it. And you're having more positive outlook on things. How do you think that even though the divorce and stuff is a little bit um, of a strain on you emotionally, how Mm -hmm. do you think that you're going to be able to handle that as you go through the sequences that you're going to need to go through? um, Especially since there were, um, he did not willingly, Sign off on the documents, how do you think that do you think that you're going to have enough strength the strength that you need to go through the process and if it doesn't necessarily work out the way you would like with the financial insistence and stuff for the for the um, children, do you think you will be able to handle that, and do you have any idea or plans as to how you might move forward if it work if it goes in the opposite direction
1: um so um as you know I just found out about this on Friday. Um I was hysterically crying because I felt defeated. Um but once I sat back because I was like yo he's winning again like it doesn't end like he gets to destroy us and he gets to move on with his life. That's how I felt and that's me being honest. Um luckily that night I had my therapy session and i was able to talk through it mm-hmm. um so i came to the conclusion like just because this is happening that it might not go in my favor right this second um meaning that um i might have to do the default divorce and that um my kids might not get uh anything right now but i'm not giving up i'm going to file that motion for him to Have to submit all his documents so that my kids can get what they deserve. He is not winning.
0: Right.
1: He is not going to win. Right. And that's my whole thing. I don't care how long it takes, he's not going to win. Right. Because my girls did not ask to be here and they don't deserve it. And you, as a man, you went out there and made a whole nother family. My kids shouldn't have to suffer for that. So, like I say, it's a it's a setback, but it's not done.
0: Right. So, in that sense, it's it's kind of awesome that you're thinking that way because even though it might not necessarily uh, initially work out the way that you would want it, you are strong enough to do what you need to do for your your kids while mm-hmm. working through the process that that you need to work through to get them or get him to acknowledge or the legal system to to work out at the back end what needs to be worked out but you're not going to let that destroy the no. work that you've you've been doing um and that's what I'm hearing from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. All absolutely. Right. Like I did, I'm human. And I was, like I said, I was hysterically crying um, because I was angry. I'm like, why does he keep winning? Why does he keep, why do he get to destroy people's lives and continue doing whatever he wants to do and have this whole new family? And, you know, now the focus is just on that family when you already had a family and Really, x me out the equation, your kids it's not even about me. it's about your kids
0: mhm- absolutely um so you um, just get
1: to keep making families and keep making families and not taking care of responsibilities with with your other family. that's crazy, mhm-.
0: But but in 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 seeing that, and I I, I do identify with you, and I, I I do totally get where you're coming from. But the way in which you're looking at dealing with the situation or handling with the situation is also going to be very uh, a, a, a great impression on your kids because mm-hmm. you're going to be showing them strength through adversity, and 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 this is a difficult time. But with you working and looking at it in a different light, even though it is stressful for you. And like you said, you cried uh, for a long time when you found out, you're still realizing that you need to find strength within this and you Mm -hmm. still have your kids to take care of. And that in turn, I think is going to make a great example for Mm -hmm. them while you continue to work on the back end or the legal end um, to the situation for them to, um, achieve the situation, the, the financial assistance that they need. Um, mm-hmm. That could be a long time in coming, though, longer than you would like. Um, are you yeah. willing to take or to take that time or deal with it as it comes?
1: I have to. I have to. All right. All right. I really, I really do have to. I have no. Tr- that's. This is something that's out of my control. Um. And if I have to go that route, that's fine.
0: Right. But Um, basically, there's no going
1: back. No, there's no going back. Actually, not. No. Okay.
0: So it's not not like he's going to try to work his way in or could even try to do that. You've gone past that point and you've accepted that this is where you're at and there's no going back to that.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Right.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I think we've been talking for about maybe 45 minutes on this session. We will probably have to make it in... um two sessions. So I'll probably be speaking to you again, um, and trying to, um, put some more information together. We can discuss some more things and maybe touch on some things like childhood issues that was mentioned earlier on. We can do that as we go through our next meeting um but i think it's 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 been about maybe about 40 45 minutes so i think we should end it here And I do want to thank you for being a part of my podcast. And I look forward to talking to you a little bit more in the future. And if there's, you know, if you have any questions or, um, or any, any recommendations, because, you know, there are going to be plenty of young women that will be going to this situation and that will be here in the podcast and um, maybe on the next the next recording if you have any recommendations or suggestions that can be put on there and someone I'm sure can use that to help them through this process especially during this pandemic and how is the pandemic um, (laughs) affecting you or not affecting you at this
1: point by the way well you know my kids are in remote school right now so i'm taking i take two days off of my uh work schedule to be with them um which i'm not getting paid for by the way um so i have had to take on a second job on the weekends um so uh you know we can have everything we need and we can you know, still be on top and not be underwater. Because I know a lot of people are suffering at this time and my heart goes out to anyone that's suffering right now, financially, mentally, physically, my heart does go out to them. Um, And I thank God about that every day that I am able to work and still provide for my children. I don't know, I just feel like it's still surreal, I guess. I know it's happening. I, know it's go- I just probably felt like I didn't think it was going to be going on this long, but I have came to reality that this is the norm now, that we have to wear masks, that, we, right. that our kids are not going to be in school and um, things of that nature. Um, at first it was depressing, but... Again, I try to look at the positive side. Um, like I said, I'm still working. I'm still, I'm in school still myself. And um, so, yeah, you just have to, you just have to be able to do what you can do. Yeah, just plug through it just like everybody
0: else. You know, we're all yeah. being affected. Um, yeah. Absolutely. and. A lot of it, not necessarily in a positive way, you know, uh, a lot of the mental well-being of not just women, of uh, a lot of people, men and women, families and and, and single individuals, that's a lot to deal with, you know, especially if you're a person that's normally going out and and you're busy and doing a whole lot of things. So the the social, the social you know, distancing and different things that's being you know, affected where you can't go out is affecting a lot of people. So that's something else that we definitely can talk about on our next podcast, how uh, the pandemic is affecting some um, families, single mothers in particular, and, and kids obviously being affected. So I look forward to talking to you at our next podcast. Um, get together our next little discussion mm-hmm. and if there's anything that you know you want to bring up at that point we can or we can just have a flip one um question and answer session so okay thank you for joining me i appreciate it and i look forward to speaking to you uh our next time okay All this right. is part one everyone we will be having a part two <laughs> Thank right. you. Bye. Bye <laughs> bye. Until next time. See you there.